Hi guys, this is Jackie Cooper and I am with J. Cooper Travels. And for those of you that might not know more about my podcast, um, I do a series of podcasts where I interview entrepreneurs and individuals in business um, so they can share their inspiring stories. And then we always wrap it at the end with a little bit of travel and uh, because that sort of is like the dessert. So today I am so excited to have Steven Anderson on. He's the profit doctor. He has a remarkable career and he has a lot of wisdom um, you know, when you're starting off in business or even when you've been in business for a while, we always need various professional development and information to kind of tweak, tweak what we're doing. So welcome today. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much. Would you like to tell a little bit more as to how you got started in this area? Sure. I've been a business consultant. <clears throat> Uh, traveling all over the country for more than 35 years, helping small businesses in a wide variety of sizes as well as wide variety of industries, helping them to solve the problems that kept them from making the profits that they wanted. And that's why they eventually called me the profit doctor. So I work on the issues that block profits and I help them and train and teach them and leave the appropriate uh, written documentation of how to solve specific issues uh, so they can be more profitable. So um, how did you get into this? I was in the Navy for eight years and I left the Navy to go into the corporate world. I was there for eight years and I just found out I am not a corporate person. And that's one of the reasons why I left the Navy at eight years and I was not a quote unquote Navy person that could continue on as well as when I worked for a large manufacturer of aircraft, military aircraft, I found out after eight years, I was just not that kind of person. So I left and started my own business in consulting. And I did that for at least 27 years. And then I got tired of the traveling and then I started working in real estate investments. I did that for 18 years. And now I'm semi-retired in Orlando, Florida. Uh, working with my oldest uh, daughter, my wife and I moved down here so we can be close to our oldest daughter that has two grandsons. So we're spoiling the heck out of them. You know what? Your story is very inspirational because a lot of times people um, are scared to make transitions and to make changes because you never know what's on the other side of the change. So the fact that you actually took that jump, uh, both from going from the military to corporate to your own business, um, is very admirable. Um, would you say that it was easy or what skills were you able to use going from one to the other to the other? Because again, a lot of people keep thinking that they want to do that, but they might not take that first step. Well, as a solopreneur, which I have been all my uh, career, uh, personal business life, uh, it's very, very difficult, but it's very, very refreshing. I decide when and where I do whatever I need to do, uh, but also that can be a hindrance in generating income. So you just have to, you know, as a solopreneur, you have to do everything in your business yourself or hire someone to do it for you. There's a lot of issues that I found in 25 years of 
working with businesses that uh, the owner just should hire individuals to do this job because they suck at it. And one of the things that I've found many, many times is when an entrepreneur is building a business and they're getting the business and it just seems like a magical number, when they get their business to $1 million in sales, they're still holding on and managing the managing the business like they are still micromanaging everything. And that's one of the times that I've helped the individuals and I've even had twice where I had to fire the individual that hired me as president so we can get the business up and operational. What? One individual, just real quick side note, one individual was siphoning too much money out of the business so we cut him off and took his name off the business account and set up a separate account where he can play with that money himself. Well, so that there's serious changes to some businesses to make them operational. Well, that's why you're called the profit doctor because you're able to analyze and assess and figure out what will make the business healthy. So one of the areas that you t um, shared with me that you think is really important is the elevator pitch. So why is designing an elevator pitch so important for a business? Whenever you're trying to generate new income and meet new people, you need to have something that you can say to these people that will generate interest. So as an example, uh, if I say I'm a business consultant, does that generate any kind of interest in you and asking me, what do I do? Well, it, it's a very, very big category, but it doesn't have any descriptions after that for me to know if it fits my needs. Exactly. But what if I told you, I can show you how to put cash back in your pocket from your existing operations. Much better, much stronger. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So that's what an elevator pitch does. When you meet someone for the first time, you ask them a specific question or you say something that really piques their interest. And you say it in a way that you know is going to be uh, important to them. And the way you do that is first you start a conversation with them, ask them what do they do, and listen. And then when you get when they ask you, well, what do you do? Then you've already crafted your elevator pitch that matches what they do in your mind. And then when you say something like, well, I put more cash back in your pocket from your existing operations, then that you know, pause, let them think about that. And they're going to ask you, well, how do you do that? That's when you caught them. That's when you get the conversation going. And then you say, well, basically, I reduce your expenses and taxes. I put more cash back in your pocket by generating additional sales, by tripling your response rates on your marketing messages. So when you have a consultant client, you'll help them craft an elevator pitch? Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, Another question is how how long typically do you have to do your elevator pitch? Fifteen seconds at the most. Fifteen. You want it to be short and sweet, whereby they're going to ask you the question. Well, how do you do? What is? Tell me more. As an example, uh, when you have an accountant that says they do bookkeeping and handling taxes for business and individuals. 
Does that elicit any type of a response? Well, I was trying to count in my head if that was 15 seconds, and that is probably a little bit shorter than 15 seconds. But it, that's what I'm saying. That's not the one that I want to give. But I'm just saying that's what a lot of accountants say when they ask you, what do you do? Well, I'm an accountant. I do books, and I help uh, process paperwork for IRS. That's not what I want you to tell them. I want you to tell them we eliminate your fear of having to deal with the IRS. <laughs> See, what we're trying to do is elicit an emotional response. So connected with that, um, one of the, the, the things that we've talked about before is the importance of how you start the conversation. Um, so do you have any tips or um, ideas that the listeners might be able to um, gain information on wh what's the best way to start conversations? Well, if you're in a networking meeting, then you're just going to walk around and, and uh, go up to someone that you haven't met before and say, hi, my name is Steven Anderson. Tell me what you do because you're at a business networking meeting. So, you know, everybody there supposedly has their own business. If you're physically in an elevator, then uh, you basically do the same thing. Got it. So um, what happens if you're kind of an introvert because there are some people in business that are uh, not as outgoing so it's hard for them to start a conversation any recommendations for them they're going to have to get over it <laughs> if you're going to be in business for yourself and you're going to market yourself you just have to get over it i agree i understand so um now you've mentioned something that is very important you you talked about emotional responses why is it important for me to elicit an emotional response from whoever's listening to me? The main reason is, and I want you all to write this down, W-I-I-F, as in Frank, M as in Mary, with them. And that means what's in it for me. So whenever I'm talking with someone, that's all that's going on in their mind. What's in it for me? Why should I listen to this guy? What is he going to do for me? So you need to generate that interest in them that they want to ask you, well, what, what do you mean by that? How do you do that? Yeah. And if you, if you word it where they get an emotional response, then uh, you can do that. Here's another quick example. I have a client that she said she's a security consultant. What does that, <laughs> what does that mean to you? You hear that? Well, I usually think of security, there's different levels of security. There might be physical security, there could be internet security, there could be security consultant with um, the military or uh, technology. So it's kind of broad. Well, what if they said they were internet security consultant? Then it might be to prevent hacking or it could be for um, just putting up um, better um, internet walls. Again, I don't have the language, but I can see it in my head. You know, again, a lot of times, like I'm also a teacher. So we have various levels of security within to protect the, uh, the teachers and students from outside and that type of thing. So I would think of security like that. Right, but what if the question is, if 
I told you I was an internet security consultant. Does that elicit any, well, what, why? What do you do? I really no emotional involvement there, is there? No, and I, and, and I wouldn't know necessarily how they could help me in whatever my business might be. What if I told you I eliminate your fear in being hacked? Yeah, that'd be great. See, now what comes to mind when I say that? Um, someone getting important information from a computer or, you know, other um, things that I don't want them to have. Wouldn't you ask, well, how do you do that? Yes, that would have been a follow-up question that I would have asked, yes. Exactly. Now, we put in, and you asked me that, I'm going to say, we put in safeguards in all of your electronic devices or cell phone. Do you want to feel safe? that your information or private data is not being compromised? Yeah, and the answer would be yes. So basically, the the way that I'm hearing you phrase it, um, it, it talks about the pain points, it talks about the fears, and then it also is framed in such a way where you're getting a yes response that they need your service. Exactly. And I word the, the phrases whereby I'm going to get a yes because I'm programming them to say yes, yes, yes. All right, now that you understand what I do, let's get together and see how I can save your company from being hacked, okay? Yeah, and then, and then how do you close a conversation like that? Because now that you've gotten someone to say yes, um, part of what, the ch challenge for some I, people is the follow-up. What I say is what day and time is good for you and do you want to meet? So I close it by asking them day and time that they're available and you want me to meet with you at your uh, location so I can look at your computer and, and system to tell you exactly how I can save your company from being hacked. So I, all these are great tips that I want everyone who's listening to think about. I also want you to know that um, both on the YouTube side as well as on the podcast side, especially if you're driving, um, I always put contact information in the block so that way you can reach back out to me or you can reach out to um, our profit doctor here who can um, advise you on your business. Um, and he's also created a really great resource. It's free. And so when you contact me, I'll, it will have his information on it and it will be, I can email it to you and that way it will also give you some more tips um, on all the information that you're hearing today. Is there any last information that you would like to share with our listeners today? Because I know you are a wealth of knowledge and we only touched on one little topic, which is like the tip of the iceberg. Well, I have a lot of areas in which I can help people, but this is the first one that I feel that needs to be done, that people need to generate more income, especially in today's environment, using YouTube, using the phone, and they need to learn how to do this elevator pitch so they can get at least a conversation going so the individuals they're talking to can get a general idea of what they do and want to work with that individual. I would agree, and this is, um, you know, this is the type of investment that can generate um, a lot of reward, especially when you learn how to do it properly. So I definitely would ask my listeners to reach out to you. Thank you so much today. All right. Thank you. I enjoyed it.